Amen. Well, everybody looks wonderful this morning. Are we in the summer? Are we in the winter? Are we in the spring? Are we in the fall? What, what, what 50 degrees this morning? In your prime? That's the best place to be all year around. That's what we all are in, in, in God's perfect will, God's perfect plan. Joanna, so back from the motherland of Germany to come visit us. So awesome to see you. Anybody else here for the first time? My pastor probably announced it when I went out real quick, but anybody here, just want to bless you, welcome you. This is a family and an army. We hear, we love together, we worship together, we encourage each other, but then we fight together, fight the good fight of faith, accomplish things for God and for his glory. Amen? Let's pray this morning. Bow your heads with me. Father, this morning, I thank you for your people in this place. Lord, just as they were worshiping, I just had a, just a, you showed me an image as they were surrendering to you. There was just a, a large number of us that have just been carrying these different things. And as I was just watching and worshiping, I just felt like I was seeing shackles and chains falling off your hands. They were trying to hold you back from what God has put in your heart to do. So this morning, Father, we thank you. Lord, we just we released all those things that easily distract us and try to pull us down, and even those things that actually sound reasonable but are contrary to your word and your purpose for our lives. Father, this morning, we thank you. We're not going to pick them back up as we walk out the door, but we're going to walk away from this place free, challenged, changed, inspired to do your work and your will in the earth. In Jesus' name, everybody shouted. Amen. Amen. Well, I don't know if this is going to be part one, part two. I feel like every time I preach, it changes a little bit. So if you want to get the first service message, I don't know. Are they out of luck? Maybe they got copies of that one too? Okay, so that one might be part one. This might be part three. I don't know. We'll just, we're going to have some fun this morning. It's Gma's birthday this morning. Happy birthday <laughs> to wonderful and so lots of great things happening we're excited looking forward to the fair so awesome to be a sean loves preaching for budweiser i mean preaching for the gospel but (coughs) amen hey what an awesome stage to get to preach the gospel on amen i'm excited it's great so we're we're excited this morning are you guys ready to rock Amen. Well, open up your Bibles, open up your outlines. We're going to skip a little bit down to the first point that I have this morning is recognize. There's a couple things in my heart this morning that I really felt like were important that we can impart to you, that you can take with you, that you can actually apply and do something with. Amen. There's so many times I'm, I'm reading something or doing something, I'm thinking, how can this actually help me? You guys ever think like that? Well, I want something that you can take with you, that you can use in your life. God wants to help you reach your destination, fulfill your potential, and do all that he's put in your heart to do. I'm so excited for you guys getting to go to, to, to do the gospel and preach and be a blessing as missionaries. That's just wonderful. I'm just, everywhere I look this morning, I'm just seeing awesome things that God's doing in and through your lives. And then also, I'm seeing people that have lots of challenges, opposition, things that, obstacles that have been insurmountable, it seems, in the natural. I'm here to tell you today that God is the God of the supernatural. What may be looking impossible is not impossible with Him. We're walking by faith and not by sight. I was reminded in the first service about one of my favorite songs from Children's Church is you pitch your rope when you pray, and the answer is yours that very day. So keep on pulling and don't let go 
until you reach the end of your faith rope. See, when you pray, you're latching on to that thing by faith. And you're swinging out there and you grab a hold of that thing and you just do not let go. You walk by faith and not by sight. doesn't matter what it looks like. The circumstances may change, but God is faithful to his word. And you will, you will overcome because he's in you. The greater one is in you than he that's in the world. Amen? So back to business here. I was started talking so fast in first service, you had to have interpretation of tongues to be able to understand what I was saying. And then I had to slow down. Okay, back to English. Recognize this morning your uniqueness. If you're, if you're looking at your outlines down a little bit. Recognize your uniqueness, your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your personality traits. These are certain things that God has given you specifically that only you have. So be you because we love you and there's only one of you. Yeah. So many times people get caught up comparing themselves and doing these different things. And in our culture, in our country, you see the billboards. We want to look like that. We want to act like that. I mean, look at my face. I had to go to dermatology this week, zapping me. I mean, liquid nitrogen. And then, and then it wasn't actually as bad as I thought. So I asked the resident, I said, are you sure that's, you know, it? She's like, well, you want me to burn some holes in your face? No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'll take it. I'll take what I got. So if you see some marks on my face, and then it must be basketball season because my face is feeling like basketball. <laughs> but I just have to recognize, you know what? Those are flaws, but I have to recognize the gifts that God has placed in me. And I want you to recognize no matter what you think of yourself sometimes, the greater one has a plan and a purpose, and he has put things specifically in you. No matter what you look like, no matter what you feel like, no matter what you might even be acting like sometimes, he can go beyond those things and accomplish his will and his purposes through your life. Amen? So recognize today. Don't walk out of here wondering. Know that it's God's will. It's his pleasure to give you things, to develop you, and to, to impart into you so that he can get the glory out of it. Amen? So, an ambassador, ambassadors for his glory. This morning, we are Christ's ambassadors in the earth. But listen to this. I wrote down a couple of these definitions. One was from dictionary.com and another one was some other, not Wikipedia, okay? Just so you know, it wasn't that one. But an accredited diplomat sent by a country as its official representative to a foreign country. The Bible says that heaven, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. So we're sent by him. We're his representatives, official representatives to the earth. A person who acts as a representative or a promoter of a specific activity. We are promoting the good news of Jesus Christ, that no one has to perish, but God wants everyone to come to everlasting life. We're the promoters. We're telling the good news. It's good news. We hear all the time God gets a bad rap for stuff. Oh, if a bad accident happens on someone's house, they call it an act of God. If it was an earthquake, it's like, wait a minute. He's got good news. We're preaching the good news. A diplomatic official of the highest rank. Do you know who you are? Woo! You're high ranking. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places. You're above and not beneath. The head, not the tail. Going over, not under. Some of you say, well, man, I've been feeling like in the prison. Well, Joseph was in the prison. And I'm sure he didn't have a vision of going into the pit, then becoming a slave, and then being in the prison before he got to the palace. The vision was 
Everyone was bowing to him. He already saw himself on top. And sometimes in our lives, and I'm guilty of this, we feel like, wait a minute, God, this is not what you showed me. I'm the only one in here like that. Okay, I understand. Well, anyway, I'll share from my experience. Sometimes you feel like you're not where you think that God has told you you were going to be. But at the end of the day, where did he end up? In the palace. I still believe this is a season and a time of one-day transitions. Those of you who've been standing upon the word, not growing weary and well-doing, as Galatians 6, 9 says, in due season you shall reap the harvest if you don't faint, if you don't give up. They didn't stop. I don't read in the Bible where Joseph was complaining or crying or whining like I do. He was just, okay, butler, baker, one guy's losing his head, this guy's doing this. But he was instant and ready in season to give the interpretation of the dream. God's plan was going to come to pass. And he's going to come to pass in your life. So don't stop doing what you're doing. Don't stop doing what God has placed in your heart to do for him and his glory. Because it is a time of acceleration where you're being sensitive to his spirit. Those who are hungering and thirsting after righteousness shall be filled. There's a season of development and opportunity. And I've seen it in a lot of you. I've seen God just, just developing you supernaturally because you're hungry and thirsty for him. Though I've seen God doing healings. I've seen God doing miracles. I'm seeing people get born again. Why? Because we're collectively as a body and individually pressing in, pressing towards the mark of the high call. It's a powerful representatives a diplomatic official of the highest rank sent by government to represent on a temporary mission as for negotiating a treaty we want to bring people from darkness to light from satan to god we're negotiating a treaty for their salvation for eternity god is sending this message through his ambassadors like you and i we're here as his ambassadors we are here representing him but I have to tell you this morning, what was on my heart after I began to preach in the first service was, is that so many of us disqualify ourselves and place limitations on what God can do through us by putting our own scale. Wait a minute. I didn't pray very long this morning. I might not have prayed at all this morning. I forgot to read my Bible. I must be only operating about 50%. I might not even, might as well not even try. I better not tell anybody anything today. I might not even, why should I even pray? I'm only running 50%. The other days I'm running at 70%, 0%. Well, I just, you know, I, I might as well not even waste my time and pray today because I'm just, I'm out, out to lunch. My mind, my, everything's not going the way it should. But is God ever anything less than 100%? Our righteousness is of him. His grace is sufficient. Now, I'm not making excuses for myself or for you to, to not press towards the mark of the high call and be everything God's called you to be, but I'm just saying you're going to make mistakes. There's going to be off days. There's going to be times when you don't feel quite there. Some of us never feel right there. Can I get a witness? I don't know if I ever feel 100%, but I, in my mind, I want to be. <laughs> don't disqualify your effectiveness or what God can do through you based on what you think about yourself at the moment. Agree with his word, agree with his plan, agree with his purposes, and he will fulfill what he's doing through your life. You're part of something much greater than what you realize. We'll talk about it in just a moment. You're part of God's plan in the earth. Ambassadors for Christ sent from the kingdom. 
The government of God is upon you. Woo! Do you feel that? It's an empowerment knowing that you're sent from God. You got the king of kings on your side, the captain of the lords of hosts. You say, well, look at all this earth. Yeah, it is. The Bible makes it very clear, this present evil age. But greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. If God be for me, who can be against me? The government of God. We're his ambassadors. And he wants to develop you to be everything that he's created you to be. There's certain things that you find that give you satisfaction. They make you feel good and know because it's connected to your destiny and who you are in Christ. And when Christ plays gifts and talents and abilities in you and you find those and you begin to operate in them, there's nothing that will bring satisfaction like that. Anybody agree with me? Amen. Three people. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) There's something powerful about understanding what God is doing in and through your life. And it's not based on your performance. People aren't gonna get saved because you're perfect. They're not. Your family, anybody else, we think, well, once I get it right, I get this Christian thing figured out. Well, that's how it took me so long to get born again in the first place. I'll get this stuff figured out. Guess what? We don't ever get it figured out. But we just understand that it's his grace, his love, his forgiveness sets us free to be who he's called us to be. And nobody, I didn't get saved because someone around me was perfect. I got saved because the love of God was shed abroad in my heart. The scales came off. I went from darkness to light, from Satan to God. Amen? 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 21 says, Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. We are ambassadors for his glory. You are his voice. You are his hands. You are, you are God's outlet, his channel, his vessels to bring the good news, to set captives free, to heal the brokenhearted, to, to bring them from darkness to light, from Satan to God. We're God's avenue that he's bringing in through the earth. That's so exciting. I mean, it's awesome because we don't have to be something we're not. So many times we think we have to do, be and act someone or some way that we are not naturally. And then we try to do something and it just doesn't work. Why? Because it's not who we are. It's not who we're created to be. God created you for a purpose. There's people that need you to be you. Amen. It's so exciting. He's given us and committed to us the word of reconciliation. I'm about to speak in tongues again. Then we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading, what? Through us. As God were pleading through us. How does it work when you have the government? They go and ask on on behalf of that country. They send an ambassador to go make a request. God's government is working through you and I. That's awesome. That's awesome. And throughout the ages, he has never, ever called anybody that was already perfect. They were all flawed. But yet thousands and millions and billions of people have been born again. Why? Because his word is pure. 
His word is perfect. His plan, his righteousness, his blood that was shed has never failed. Amen. He is pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. We have good news. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Your righteousness is not in your scale that you've set on yourself as a perfection scale. Your righteousness is of Christ Jesus, and he's going to fulfill it through you just because you're willing. The Bible says the willing and obedient will eat the good of the land. His word in your life is not going to return void, but it's going to accomplish that what he sent it to do. He's, going to, he's the author and the finisher of our faith, and he who's begun a work in you is able to perform it. Wow. Acts 26, 18, to open their eyes. This is about Paul's account when he's, when he's talking before King Agrippa and he's telling him the story. And the king and everyone's like, man, you've just read too many books. They've made all these different things about Paul. But he said this, after the Lord knocked him off the donkey, he saw the light. <laughs> I think so. Whoa, who are you, Lord? Well, at least he knew who he was talking to. Jesus said, I want you to do this. I'm sending you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. This scripture's just been turning in me. It's sending us to do this. We're ambassadors. He's empowered us from the heavenlies, from the government of God. We've got greatness in us. We allow them just to flow. From the power of Satan to God, they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. I'm gonna read this out of the Message Bible real quick. It says, I'm, Paul, I'm sending you off to open the eyes of the outsiders so they can see the difference between dark and light. And this is how good he is. It gives us the answer. Choose light. This is the kind of test I like taking. The multiple choice where they highlight the right answer. God says, listen, Paul, darkness to light. The right answer, choose light. Next he says, and see the difference between Satan and God and choose God. Ding, 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 ding. We got the answer. Woo! I love it. That's my kind of test right there multiple choice and bam there it is choose light choose God well why does it seem so complicated because the devil is a great deceiver and the Bible says their minds their eyes have been blinded to the truth they can't see and so as the body we got to bring them the truth we got to bring them the love of God we got to bring them the power of God the purposes of God and the understanding that God wants to set them free and show them the difference between dark and light Satan and God says I'm sending you listen to this think about this from an ambassador I'm sending you right now this is in the message it says I'm sending you off to present my offer of sins forgiven from the government of God. He's working through us to bring his offer of reconciliation, to bring his offer of goodness, of forgiveness, of power and release and healing. I'm 
sending you off to present my offer of sins forgiven and a place in the family. There's a lot of people that are lost in El Dorado County that need to be part of the family of God. We want to bring them in here. We're believing God together that they're going to get saved, that they're blind, they can go from Satan to God, from dark to light. We want them into the family, inviting them into the company of those. Listen to this. This is so cool. Inviting them into the company of those who begin real living by believing in me. They don't begin real living until they believe in him. We've thought, we all thought, we were all there at one time. We thought we had life, but we didn't really begin living until we started living for God and watch his plan and purposes flow through your life. Amen. John 8, 12, then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Number one, recognize your gifts. Recognize your talents. Develop those because as individuals, when we do our part corporately together, we can accomplish great things as a team. It's a family. It is very rare that you'll see one person go out and accomplish any mission by themselves. It takes a group. It takes an effort. It takes a team. The military thrives on teamwork and strategy and timing. The kingdom of God, like I said in the beginning, we're a family, but we're also an army. We go together. We have a purpose and a plan, and each person knows their part. The machine gunner's out there shooting the machine gun. He's not back, he's not back doing, doing something else. With the, with, there's another guy who's doing the transfer of getting the supplies and getting the ammo to him so he can keep shooting. It doesn't mean one's more important than the other. And a lot of times in the body, we only hear about a pastor, especially in America. But there's apostles, there's prophets, there's pastors, there's teachers, there's evangelists, there's gifts of administrations, helps, mercy, grace, hospitality, all these different gifts that God has given. We're a whole body, head to toe. We all have a place and it's all important. There's no parts of my body, I've heard pastor preaching before, there's no parts of my body that I would just say, go ahead and get rid of that, I don't need it. I need it. I need it all. You know you don't need it. You don't think about your little toe or anything very often until you stub it. Boom! Oh, yeah! I have one of those. (laughs) You know you need it. Amen? So some of us may be big toes sometimes. But guess what? We're, we're, We're important in the body of Christ. Recognize your gifts. The next thing is resist. Resist. Everybody say resist. First, we got to recognize. Everybody say recognize. recognize. Now we got to resist. Everybody say resist. resist. Listen to this. We're going to get this, we're gonna get this uh, picture up here in just a moment, if you can find it. And then, so Ephesians chapter 2, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this because we have time. We've got so much time. And if, we get, if I start running behind, I'll just speak the whole thing out in tongues real quick and pray for the interpretation. Amen. Some of you are ready for that challenge. Chris, you're on? I'm just kidding. Amen. It will be nice if I could actually find it. <clears throat> you got it up here? Okay. I want to read Ephesians. Chapter. What am I doing? Flipping by it. There we go. Galatians, Ephesians. You guys are looking at the picture, but it won't mean anything until, until we... Uh, tell you what it is some of you might know because if you were here 
snuck in the first service at the end or something like that. But we're saved by grace. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 says, And you he has quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in times past you walked according to what? The course of this world. There's a course of this world. There's a current and a flow that the world is in. According to the prince and power of the air. The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. Among those who we all had our conversation in times past and the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. By nature. I was praying the other day and I was asking God, and I felt like the Spirit of God just asked me, Why is change so challenging? Why is change so challenging? And so when he asked me a question, usually he already knows the answer, right? We, <laughs> he wants to know if I know. And I just thought first thing that came up in my mind and my heart was because we're creatures of habit. We get in a mode, we get in a rhythm. And also, we would rather take the easy route most of the time. I'm not seeing you, me, okay? I know you guys don't do that. But when it's hard, we'll look for a different route. We're naturally looking for something easy. We're creatures of habit. But, but God, we can press through that and allow him to help us by his spirit to make these different changes. Change is challenging, but we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But God, verse 4, who is rich in mercy for his great love when which he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins. This is the part that just blows my mind. We're so, I was so far gone, and even then, while I was dead in my sins, he, he has quickened us together with Christ. By grace, we are saved. And has raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places. Where is our home? Heavenly places. We're sent here on a mission. You're ambassadors for his glory. You're ambassadors for his goodness. You're ambassadors to tell the good news. He has raised us together in heavenly places in Christ that the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Where is it coming? Toward us. For grace you are saved through faith and not of yourselves it is a gift of God, not of works lest anyone should boast. But listen to this. We are his workmanship. God doesn't make any mistakes. I know I looked in the mirror and I thought maybe he did, but I have to go back to the word, okay? I'm thinking, man, Lord, if I want to lose a few pounds, you know, it'll come off somewhere else. It just stays on my face. What's up with that? I'm like, man, I, can't, I don't want to smile that big. It'll make me, I'm just, I'm just being vain, silly, but it's true. We all wonder, God, maybe you did make a mistake on this. He didn't make any mistakes. We are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. This is what the Spirit of God spoke to me. Turn off the noise of the current culture and philosophy of the world. There's a great current. As I was doing some research and I was just praying about, about the time we're spending together, I found an old article about Billy Graham's, one of his messages he used to just preach like all the time was about the current culture of the world and how we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And I began to just do it, and, and then I saw something on there about the Gulf Stream. And when I saw Gulf Stream, I have to be honest with you, I was thinking about the jets, because I like flying, and I was thinking, man, those jets are nice. 
the Gulfstream, you can get one, you know, on the low end, maybe one that's a few years old, used, you know, maybe 10 million, up to 50 million, maybe more. It's a little out of my budget right now. I understand that. But, you know, hey, I was thinking jets. But what it was is I began to look a little bit further, and the Gulfstream is this massive flow of water that goes from the Gulf of Mexico up past Florida and all the way through the Atlantic. And it was an illustration the Lord was showing me how we have such a, a, a culture. The mighty Atlantic Ocean has currents that go this way, left and right, east to west. But the Gulf Stream flows north and south across the current. And it's massive. I'm going to read, I'm going to read, this, read this for you real quick because it's just, I can't quote him. But this is about the Gulf Stream. And you're seeing an infrared camera shot from a satellite of the Gulf Stream. It's warm water out in the middle of the ocean. And when I look at that, I just see salt and I see light. We're the Gulf Stream. God's Holy Spirit's flowing through us and we're, we are crossing the currents of this world. We're not gonna get swept in. We're not going with the current. We're going with God's current, God's flow, God's plan, God's purpose. Listen to this. The Gulf Stream is an intense, warm ocean current in the western North Atlantic Ocean. It moves north along the coast of Florida and turns east across North Carolina, flowing northeast across the Atlantic. Listen to this. Off the Atlantic seaboard of the United States, the Gulf Stream flows at a rate nearly 300 times faster than the typical flow of the Amazon River. This is out in the ocean. It says the velocity of the current is faster near the surface. But listen to this. It says the Gulf Stream transports nearly 4 billion with the B cubic feet of water per second that's more than the combined total of all the rivers in the world Amen. at one time the holy ghost that water brings warm water all the way up to the north atlantic when it's freezing it's not getting swept off it can't be changed it can't be moved they can't figure it out. That's how the world is. They can't figure it out. How is it? God's kept a remnant. He's kept you for such a time as this. You were born for a purpose. You're in, you are the jet, not the jet stream. That's a different thing. The Gulf Stream. I like the jet stream too. Whew. The Gulf Stream is God's power. Think about yourself. As the Gulf Stream, God's Spirit, you're flowing. He's, he's taking you to bring the message of good news. You're bringing that salt and the light. You're the flavor. You're the, you're, the, you're the vessel and the tool that God is using by his Holy Spirit in the earth to accomplish great and mighty things. Amen? That's, that's, that's right there. But listen to this. Turn off the noise of the current culture and philosophy of the world. This is what I was praying about. It's, I felt like the Spirit of God told me, be intolerant to tolerance of things accepted by the world that are contrary to the word of God. There is a current of this world. The Bible specifically talks about it as this present evil age. 
But we need to bring people from darkness to light. We need to bring them from Satan to God. We've got a a job to do. We're ambassadors for him. So how are we going to do this? How are we going to be a church that makes an impact in our community? How are we going to be a church with passion and a people with purpose? Well, we are that. You are a church with passion and a people with purpose. We're reaching, raising, and releasing. How do we do that? By the Holy Spirit, by being in the flow of what he's doing, by not getting distracted or moved or pulled from these currents. Yeah, are we going to slip up? Yes, but we get back in. We get back in to the current and make an influence. One thing I love about that current and I love about you and I is that no matter what, some of you think that you don't even are making any kind of significant impact, but everything even around that is influenced by the, that Gulf Stream. In your lives, everything around you is being influenced by the Holy Spirit in you, God's purpose and plan in your life, whether you realize it or not. God is moving through you. Let's just let him do it on a greater level. I'm trying to tap in to something more than where I've ever been before. And it doesn't matter if you've been serving God for a day or 50 years. Great thing about God is there's always more. There's always more. We can't exhaust his riches and his glory. We're turning off this noise. The course of this world. My brother-in-law is part of the DART program. It's a volunteer program for the Sacramento County Sheriff's Department. And what it is, is it's a diving rescue team. Unfortunately, most of the time they get the calls, it's because they're missing or they're gone already. And so it's kind of a, a difficult job. But what he was telling me, and I actually saw a clip of it, was they're already doing some massive training earlier this year because of so much flows coming off of the mountains and the lakes and everything. The rivers are higher. And when you look at it on the surface, it just seems like, you know, it's not that big a deal. But underneath, there's a torrent and there's a current and it's pulling people down. There's already had, they've already had drownings um, in, in the rivers already this year, this early in the year. And so it looks like it's okay. And the course of this world has a current. And sometimes people think, you know, it's not that bad. It's not this. And I felt like a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, Spirit of God put on my heart, not this, this case, sera, sera. Well, whatever will be, will be. It's just this is the kind of the way of the current. This is kind of how everything is. If they're going to get saved, they're going to get saved. If they're going to get healed, they're going to get healed. You know, just this, this whole mentality. And I felt like the Spirit of God quickened me like, no, this is carpe diem. This is, this is seize the day. Faith is now the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. We are, we are the influence. We're the Gulf Stream. And we have a destination and we're bringing God's love through warmth and power and light and setting the captives free. They're training already because the way it works is if they get in that current, you can't get out. You swim against it, you lose your energy, and, and you can't make it. If you swim directly sideways, you, it just keeps taking you down the river. You never really make any progress. And so my brother-in-law, Bronte, he was telling me, he says, there's a specific angle. There's a specific angle that you have to swim towards, and it will almost just carry you out without much effort. And I like to think of that as the angle of Jesus. See, in this culture that we live, there's many ways to God. Well, you can, you know, do this, and you can do that. And, but the Bible makes it clear that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And there's no other way of the Father except through him. He is the angle. Jesus is the only angle. If you swim the other way, you're not going to get out of the current. If you swim that way, you're not going to get out of the current. And that's why as we're rescuing people 
from the current of this world, we need to show them the angle because then God can sweep them out, take the blinders off, bring them from darkness to light. There's a course of this world. There's a flow of it. And God wants us to be contrary to that by his spirit. Through his spirit in us, we are flowing in a different direction. And we want to take people with us. Amen? Galatians 3, uh, Galatians 1, 3 through 5 says, Grace and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil age. What is it? It's a present evil age. There's no, there's no mistake about it. That's the world that we live in. Yes, he is the little G God, but he is the God of this world. But the greater God is in you, and the greater God is in me. So when it looks like the world is going with the course of the Atlantic, there's still a Gulf Stream of God's people in the earth that are filled with his spirit, who are going his direction, bringing his power, his love, his freedom to those who are set captive, pulling them out of that current and into the body, into the family, into real life. According to the will of our God and Father, whom be glory forever and ever. Romans 12, 2, we all know it. Don't be conformed. What? Be transformed by the renewing of our mind. It's so easy. That's why we have to remind ourselves, turn off, turn off the voice that's trying to get you to compare yourself about somebody else, trying to get you to limit yourself, to limit what God can do through you based on some experience or some past circumstance. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. It's got to go. It's the off. We don't need it. 2 Corinthians 4, therefore since, and then finally, persists. So one, we're recognized. Number two, resist. And number three, persist. How do we do that? Since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in the craftiness or handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds, uh, who's, listen to this, whose minds, the what? The God of this world has blinded. How are they gonna see? Because the light in you and the light in me. The light in us. We don't have to try to be someone who we're not, but we do want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and he will adjust and change. It's not something that you're going to do in your own strength. You're going to do it by the, the grace of God and by your faith in God and he will work his work in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Your righteousness is of him. The God of this world, the God of this age has blinded who do not believe lest the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God should shine on them. For we do not, what, preach ourselves. It's not my performance. How many times have you not done something because you just didn't know if you were qualified or you could make a difference? That's what I'm saying. Let's take the limits off. Let's just forget that. You just go. Just do it. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves, your bondservants, for Jesus' sake. For it is God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have what? This treasure. 
Now, if I found a real treasure, I'd be really excited. But this is greater than any treasure that you can find. The treasure in you, the treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of who? It's of God. I don't have to stir it up. I mean, I like to stir it up, fire it up, pump it up. I mean, I'm excited. I like to inspire people, motivate people, uh, encourage people to be courageous, to be everything that God's created them to be. But guess what? The power's not of me. The power's of him in me and the power's of him in you because greater is he that is in you. If God be for us, who, what? Who can be against us? The whole Atlantic is going this way, but the Gulf Stream is going this way. And it's bringing warmth, it's bringing light, it's bringing power. And you, by the Holy Spirit, are going to be able to do what God's called you to do because the power is of God and not of you. Amen. Let's bow our heads for just a moment. Father, I'm so thankful this morning for this opportunity to just spend some time with my family of God my friends and loved ones. Lord, this morning, just as we were praying and, and, and even seeing it in the, in the beginning during praise and worship, just those shackles coming off. And I had an illustration in first service about when you're going to check, check your bags at an airport, you know, they just don't even want you bringing anything anymore. They just want you to leave it or check your bags. And I, I just seen that, that as the body, as the people of God, we're trying to carry too much stuff with us. And I remember how Chris was preaching a message about where you're going to go is going to determine what you're willing to let go of right now. We're going to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. Father, this morning, we're not carrying anything out of this place. That today be the day that we leave our past in the past. Father, Paul said it best. This one thing I do. Everybody say one thing. I leave my past behind me and I press towards the mark of the high call in Christ Jesus. Father, this morning, I thank you for your people. Lord, as we're checking in, Lord, let you be magnified in our life. I like God's gonna give you a new perspective, give you clarity, give you, give, you, give you understanding of some things. And I said in first service, but I feel it's the same is that there's, there's been some clouds of confusion that have just been kind of hovering over your mind, trying to cause a distraction, even discouragement. But I just feel that God is breathing his wind of the Holy Spirit to blow those clouds away, that clarity will come right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. I thank you for that, Lord God. We're losing the baggage. We're pressing towards the mark. We're the Gulf Stream, Lord God. We've got the government of God with us. It may look like the whole world's going one way, but guess what? If God be for you, who can be against you? You're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 2, 14. Thanks be to God who always, always, you can say it with me, always causes us to triumph in his name and makes manifest savor of his presence. Diffuses it, one version says. Diffuses the fragrance in every place. Father, we thank you this morning. Hallelujah. Right now, right where you're at, just be sensitive to what God's speaking to your heart. Lord, I just thank you that you seal the word in their heart. Lord, that they got what they need to accomplish what you have them to do. Even when it doesn't look like it, 
Some of you, you're, you're relating to the story about Joseph. You're relating to the story about David, where you just feel like you're not anywhere close to where you see God having you for real. And I'm just here to tell you today, this is a season and a time. I believe with all my heart that God is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. It's gonna, there's gonna be one day transitions. There's gonna be accelerated favor. There's gonna be promotion. There's gonna be doors that open that no one can shut. I speak that over you. I thank you for that clarity. I thank you for that strengthening right now. Lord, you said those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Maybe there's somebody in here today and you don't know the Lord personally. I'm here to tell you a quick story. I'll make it really quick. I was in juvenile hall a couple weeks ago and preaching about people just walking in circles and being tied to a stake and just talking about the illustration where the, the, how they train elephants so they don't ever try to break out when they get older and bigger, but how God wanted to set them free from that. And at the end, we were sitting in a small group and this young, young man, I just said, are you ready? Today, today's your day. And he says, yeah, I'm ready. And so I said, all right, let's pray together. And he goes, whoa, 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 you pray, you pray. I'm like, I, I already prayed. It's your turn. And, I, and he was kind of nervous. I said, hey, I'm not going to twist your arm. I'm not going to force you. I'm not going to say, I'm, hey, if you want it, you got to want it. It's not going to be because I want it. I'm just being the Gulf Stream. I'm bringing the good news. I'm just telling you God loves you. And so next thing you know, he's telling me how they were talking in their room before the message even started about going in circles and wanting to break the cycle, wanting to make some changes. And I'm here to tell you today that God is speaking through you when you don't even realize he's confirming things to people's hearts. We can't limit what we think God is doing and how he's doing it. I'm telling you by the spirit of God right now that there's things that you've been telling other people that they're not telling you and they're not gonna tell you, but you're speaking to them by the spirit of God. You're being supernatural naturally. Be yourself. And he ended up wanting to pray that right there, that very moment. Maybe there's somebody here today and you say, you know, I need to take that step. I don't want to go in circles. I don't want to, you know, I, I'm ready to do that.